Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saobona. In Senegal, nangadef. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, assalamu alaikum. Greetings. And may peace be upon you all. Grand Rising, and thank you all for joining us on this Thursday edition of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. Today, we are joining the Chicago Auto Show as we shop with Zoe. And we'll get an opportunity to see some of the latest high-tech cars. And we want you to join us because we're going to also talk to some of those people who are helping to make this presentation possible. And we want you to call in 515 I'm sorry. Well, you can call in both 515 and on the on-air radio network, 727-731-5192. That's 727-731-5192. And we want to hear from you because driving an automobile is a lot more detailed than it used to be. You can do everything in your car now. And so we're going to 
opportunity to see what the audio audio industry has to offer as it gives us some of the latest in new cars. And you'll be surprised at some of the technology. And as we shop with Zoe, we'll also discuss has the new development from China influenced the auto industry? You can do everything from operate your computer to watch television, charge your cell phone, and all other kinds of things as your car talks to you. Well, today, join us for Shop with Zoe. And we'll be right back after this brief message. So we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be right back, so stay with us. Hi, I'm Naomi. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic consumption. In these times, People are using the Internet to talk to everybody, friends, neighbors, family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, duty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services. Whatever you're selling, we're your leader. Just follow this link, because tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. And we are back. You're listening to and watching the Female Solutions Global Radio TV show. We'll be joining our hosts live at the Chicago Auto Show. And we want to give you just a glimpse of the Chicago Auto Show. One of the things that this show does every year is give people a chance to consider buying a new automobile, but also to learn some of the latest safety features. Every year, the industry introduces something that can help in the process of making driving a car safer. We know that we know that there have been a lot of emphasis on safety features, especially because people are in their cars more often. And the fact that so many people are on the road means that we have to be aware of ways to keep people safe. One of those ways is the installation of cameras so that you can see who's on either side of you and in back of you without turning your head. If you look at the camera screen on the dashboard, auto industry is perfecting 
but we invite you to come on down if you're in and around the Chicagoland area to the Chicago show where there are presenters who are showing some of the new features and some of the new opportunities for other kinds of technology. There are smart cars that keep track of your habits and where you're going, the GPS system, and all of the things that make car driving a whole new experience. So we invite you to be a part of this yearly presentation at the McCormick Place. McCormick Place is 2300 South on King Drive. And this is a chance for you to perhaps get that new car. Now, we did cover the auto show last year, and we're going to bring you a little bit of some of the scenes from last year's auto show. So, of course, if you are a driver, you want to make sure that you find out about what's being offered. And if you've got a teenager who's going to be getting their license, things are a bit more advanced. There are a lot more things to do in a car, which can mean a lot more distractions. <laughs> and so you need to be focused. But we're certainly encouraging people to network. We have a bit from last year's auto show, and you can go to onaireverywhere.com. Every day we keep you informed, and, of course, for our daily news, you get a chance to keep abreast of what's happening locally, nationally, and internationally, wherever you may be. Because we give you a glimpse of what's happening that can enhance your life. Some of the news tips, of course, you know, First Lady joined Ask Halle Berry to promote health a few weeks ago when she arrived in Chicago to emphasize how important it is for us to understand the effects of menopause on our brain development and health. And U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris came to Chicago during uh, the Rainbow Push Annual Convention to remind us of how much our dear leader, Reverend Jesse Jackson, has influenced national politics and world politics so that we can be grateful, especially during this traditional Black History Month, in America, we can appreciate how far we have come in this quest to make this nation live up to its promise that all are created equal. And, of course, you can't change that reality. All are created equal. We must treat them that way, and that's what we must learn as a human family. 
So, of course, if you are one that keeps up with the politics of the times, you know that the Democratic National Convention will be held in the Chicago area, and that is going to have an impact. So we invite you to follow us on On Air Daily News as we provide coverage. And our team of hosts, as always, contributing to the upcoming On Air TV network. And you'll see our shows on the big screen of your TV. And these are some of our media affiliates that contribute to our new network. So we are always excited to bring you coverage of events. And many of our affiliates are out in the field every day, whether it's sports or politics or religion or economics. Our associates are out giving insight with views and interviews, and we even go overseas. We've been to Korea. We've been to Japan, we've been to England, and as you can see, we have been to the Chicago Auto Show to cover some of those exciting events, and we're excited today because as we shop with Zoe, we get a chance to take a look at what is being created that will make our car buying experience a joyful one. So we're going to pause for just one moment and come right back after this message. And we're going to be joined with our today, Thursday, as we shop with Zoe. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And we invite you to stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in just one moment. So you stay with us. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And the Devlin's were also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our success and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not to use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex? Look for our upcoming book, Growing Up Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're Three Black Moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. 
if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to talk to everybody, family members, co-workers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, whatever you're selling, they need we're your media. Just follow this link, and tomorrow you can sit back and relax at home while your business is making you money. And we are back, and you are listening to and watching the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. And today we're going to shop with Zoe as we join the Chicago Auto Show and get a look at some of the latest technology. So, welcome, Zoe. Thanks for joining us and being here to give us some inspiration. You know, as we take a look at, at some of the auto show new cars, we know that a lot of technology is probably influenced by some developments in China. And, you know, cars do a whole lot of things today that they didn't do when we first started driving. So what are some of the things that, that you observed in uh, the new technology in, coming out of China? You know what? I think that's a, a you know, in China for days ago. You know, in the midst that um, Chinese uh, electronic Tesla ain't gonna take over. And then we saw a, a new a, a flashback of same Elon Musk that uh, maybe a couple of years ago say there's no way Chinese EV industry going to actually be competitive to Tesla. And uh, because he really underestimates the, uh, the speed of technology development in China. Right now, I think the concept of Chinese cars are totally different than uh, the traditional car in the Asia from uh, you know, location A to location B. But what concept of Chinese car industry is different. It's a living experience within So you actually, the car is designed to make you feel comfortable when you are in motion. So you can do your work because they feel like your car is almost either your mobile phone or your mobile So they want you to have the experience like living in your mobile phone, working in your So and with the EV car industry, because China has, a, I think, is a leader, has a great legion. So about 10 years ago, or even longer, they already uh, see the green uh, green energy revolution that uh, 
the electronic, like the battery in the car industry. So they they actually strategically uh, developed the car industry. So China actually is very dominant in the battery um, industry. So that gave China an edge in the EV cars because most of the battery use EV cars made in China. They, you know, they leave the Japanese and Korean So uh, the Chinese are all in Asia. So Asia is going to be dominating the car industry industry for the foreseeable future. The, mm. the German cars are actually, in order for them to be competitive in the car industry, they have to work aligned with Chinese EV cars in the makers to become, you know, buy a stake in those uh, Chinese EV car uh, manufacturer to be able to sell uh, in the EU. That's how they have to, that's how they upgrade their industry. Otherwise, they are still in the, you know, in the uh, yesterday's age. I don't know how many uh, Chinese car makers going to be, um, Attending this uh, Chicago Auto Show because I I think there's a ban on Chinese cars wow. into the United States because I think I just saw a Chinese YouTuber just bought his in China. I think the EV car problem that's almost like almost around twenty thousand dollars. Wow, for EV car. in America because they set the price high. Mm -hmm. you, you know, the price setting is a way to primacy. Because this is like, you know, for you to deliver a coffee in America or deliver a cup of coffee in China, the worker do not earn the same wages. That's yeah. the same work. They just hand you a cup of coffee. Yeah. And the workers in this, you know, the white country yeah. make more. You know, when you look at that, it's we, we, we should be equal. Absolutely. Right? We have to pay, you know, a drop in the exorbitant price for one bag of equipment in America. Yeah. That makes no sense. Right. It makes no sense at all. That's the monopoly, you know, market. There's a way, if we can lower the, lower the cost of uh, living cost, if we actually have a true market economy across the world, everybody can have, can afford many of the convenience of life, living, rather than set the price high. I was just checking because I have a property in Wisconsin. I'm, you know, I live in a property in Wisconsin. Yes. Right now, the the the, the four bedroom is about two thousand, average of two thousand dollars in Wisconsin Green Bay. Yes, yes. It's not, it's it's what price people out. I just couldn't believe that you know how people in Green Bay will be afforded two thousand dollars a four bedroom apartment. Very high there. 
I mean, just a couple of years ago, the minimum wage is nine dollars. Now I think it's thirteen to fifteen. But still, how much you have to? Well, how many parts? How much? How how many minimum like minimum wage job you have to take to pay rent? Yes, and and when the the wages are low and rent is high, you end up with a lot of homeless families, and that's what we're experiencing. Speaking of cars, you know, you got a lot of people that actually have to live in their cars because they can't afford a place to to stay. And we've, we've heard from a lot of famous people who have had to live in their cars uh, because, you know, they lost their apartment. And so they needed all of those things that a car offers, and heat, <laughs> so they didn't have, you know, in their home, um, it, and entertainment, you know. But the thing about it is that, like you mentioned, the way things are priced, everything from having to constantly buy stickers and, 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 and whether it's plate stickers, window stickers, all of these things, if you're having a difficult time financially, you might not be able to get the sticker when it's due, and then you get tickets on the car, which means you pay more because you don't have money. And then if you don't have your updated sticker and you get a number of tickets on your car, then they put a boot on your car, and then they can tow it away. And then you have to pay storage fees while it's in the towing garage, and if you can't pay them, then they can auction off your car. So it's it's really a very sophisticated form of stealing from the poor. That's exactly what it is. And even though I understand that cities need revenue, as we evolve into a higher consciousness of how to treat people, we're not going to have these systems of stealing from the poor and keeping people who already earn low wages from being able to enjoy something as simple as driving a car. It's a mean-spirited way to do things, and we need to see it for what it is so that we can change it. Because it's a wonderful thing, the, the creativity that comes into the auto industry and every industry. It's a wonderful thing that we're developing new ways of, of transportation. It's unfortunate that because of, of conflicts between governments and political squabbles, that we can't benefit from everyone's creative contributions. We should be able to benefit from what's coming out of China in terms of electric cars. We should be able to because clean energy is better. Electric cars are better than gasoline cars, but we also know the international politics of what happens, oil and, and, and the, the countries that produce oil are no longer as needed in the economy because we have a different way of powering our cars. So that shifts a lot of power. We have to do things that make sense and are for the greater good, which means clean energy. Cars that are electric are better than than gasoline-powered cars. Battery-operated, charging the car even with solar-powered is better, and we talked to last year, this this picture uh, on the screen here, for those who are listening, uh, we have a screen from last year's auto show where it says uh, the Chicago Auto Show highlighted some of the most popular sports cars being selected by motorists. The Chevrolet Corvette Stingray was Motor Week's 2020 Driver's Choice winner for Best of the Year, and this was back in, 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 in that time where we're looking at 
cars that could go fast and not burn as much gas. So everything is about how do you save money and keep people safe. And, you know, we know that that one of the things we're looking at are the way in, in Asia with the high-speed rail, transportation is so much faster. I was in, uh, as a matter of fact, I was in Japan, and I saw the high-speed rails, which they're trying to bring here to America. And I think it's, I think the system that it uses has to do with, with magnets, you know, and and, and, and that's what. I see a rail system may not be feasible because of the population density. So I think that it needs a population density to support high-speed rail. I think um, only on the east coast, the east coast and west coast. But I think because people here they have uh, they they are tend to travel with cars because yes. America is just big, land is plentiful. But <clears throat> I thought, I mean, when you're talking about uh, uh, the the new car, affordable cars. You know, all those expensive cars. Who are buying them? Not, not the working poor. Who need <clears throat> who who need a car every day to go to work? Those cars are not for people to go to work. These are so those cars. cars. Yeah. Those cars, okay. <laughs> so it's speaking about uh. The Chinese, there are people in Africa are bringing Chinese-made parts from um, from China to Africa, and they assemble those uh, parts in Africa. I think Kenya or somewhere, and then it's every just five thousand dollars per and the is an expensive car. So they charge. They they charge the car as they drive, and uh, I think, you know, we can't have that in America. That you know, that doesn't travel very fast. You know, with the traffic, you can't really go very fast. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like you mentioned, the dense population, the traffic is always tied up. But then the frustration of that is. You have people that are under so much stress to get to work on time because if they're late, they might get fired. So then they start attacking each other on the streets and the traffic because of the stress of not being able to get to work because there's so many cars. So if somebody cuts in front of you in traffic, and if that person is under so much stress about being late for work, they could become violent. That's what they call road rage. So look at look at how one thing leads to another. People are... are are stressed because they might not get to work on time because the traffic is so heavy, so they start being violent at each other. And it would make sense if we had a high-speed rail system so that people could actually get to where they're going. But then, like you say, you have to you have to have people who are using that system because it has to pay for itself. It certainly is something that would be very in expensive to create, you know, to install, to manufacture uh, here. But we have to figure out how to do something about the, the rush hour traffic, which that's, it's funny they call it rush hour because you can't rush because there's too many cars on the road. I know that uh, in Nigeria, as someone mentioned to me, so a friend of mine from Lagos said they, 
in the mornings and the evenings, it's like traffic is at a standstill because so many people have cars, there just isn't enough space for people to move. So you're stuck there, and then you think, okay, why do people do this every morning? You know it's going to be overcrowded. Why would people not choose public transportation? But everybody wants a car. So this is why the Chicago Auto Show is so popular. Everybody wants to have their own car. There was a time, you know, they, they, they were promoting uh, ride sharing and, and carpooling for people to, sh- people to share their their cars. You know, you pick up your coworker on the way to work, and uh, you know, you had to do that. I, I was working at the time, and, you know, in Northbrook, and I was coming from the south side, so I was picking up a couple of people. can work, but then if somebody's late, you know, uh, or you, you can't take turns because that other person doesn't have a car, doesn't drive that well, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't, but that was one of the ways that they – suggested that people save money on gas, uh, reduce the number of cars on the street, and basically help traffic flow smoother. And people did that for a while, but that's not as, as popular now. Now, of course, what we have is like Uber and Lyft and, you know, the, the, the private car service, you know, driving services, and that supposedly – to help people who don't have cars, but you know, there's always there's always something. And ideally, if we made cars affordable and we had a good, efficient public transportation system, cities would run run more smoothly. But you know, the the roads are always under construction in Chicago because we have so many so many big heavy vehicles that it's not potholes in the cement. And if you don't have good tires, and I've had to replace the tires on my car several times in possible accidents, you know, you can, you can, you can be comfortable. In China, you know, Beijing, uh, there was only two lines, like a metro line in Beijing. I think right now, 30 years later, I think China probably have Beijing has about 20 lines, I think. Okay. And look at Chicago. 20 years ago, we have holding the lines. We have green, blue, orange, pink, right? Yes, yes. 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 Okay. So, I think. Pink, orange, 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 and yellow. Do yeah. you have a yellow? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's like that. Yeah. No, no. Yes. In the 30 years. Yes. And, and those. They do. And then you have every, every city. They, in the, in China, the, the, Within 30 years, and I live in Chicago for 30 years, I don't see any change. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when we 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 here, and we have a lot vote for the mayor. We vote for the mayor and we vote for the mayor. Right. What do we do? Nothing. We get nothing. Nothing. And we still see the land being taken in the in the south. 
many, so many. Well, you know, uh, people people are trying to find where they can live comfortably, uh, safely, at an affordable cost. Now, one thing I look at Wisconsin, so much space there. Ideally, yes, yes. And, you know, and I'm looking forward to us taking a group of, of young people there this summer so they can experience Number one, what it's like to, to to work land, you know, we've got a farming program and we're looking forward to, to getting our young people to understand the power of having land. There's so much you can do with land, everything from farming to creating solar farms, which is generating electricity, clean energy, which the government is, is encouraging people to do, and for them to see the capability based on what's available so that they can have a vision of what they want to do with their lives. And, you know, I'm excited just to get young people out of the city where the view of things is so limited to an open space where they can see the possibilities that are right in their hands and they can they can experience making things happen. So I, I think, and they're excited. They're looking for it. Yeah, I think it's important for young people neighborhood school and yesterday I was in the south side. And, you know, you can really see the neighborhood setting a difference. You know, you see, um, I, I see, uh, you know, uh, two, two ladies are picking up the trash, um, you know, on the street. But I think this you feel the neighborhood has been uh, not being careful. And I think you travel to China. They want to Yes, yes, that's what I noticed. Because they hire the city high. Yes. Who's in the street? Uh, I'm going to share with you 
quick break, so stick and stay. Don't stray away. We'll be back in a moment, so stay with us. Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Lateef. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash The Media Connection TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. And in case you didn't notice the resemblance, we're also three sisters. We're going to be coming to you every week, sharing our successes and our mistakes as we navigate our lives as moms, wives, sisters, daughters, and of course, black women in today's world. We'll talk about it all. Race, politics, religion, economics, culture, and we'll take a look at everything from whether or not you use corporal punishment to how do you teach your children about sex. Growing up, Charles. It's a personal story about our lives growing up in Maple Park on Chicago's South Side. I'm Barbara. I'm Cheryl. And I'm Naima. We're three black moms. Follow us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Three Black Moms. And we are back, and let's bring on our uh, caller. And three one four six seven seven. Introduce yourself to our listening and viewing audience, and give us your comments. We don't need no commuter trains. We got a commuter. We don't need a. No. So what and if you, some private, so, if some private individuals want to try that, they can go head on and try it. I don't think we need to be importing automobiles from China for two reasons. One, China is an adversary, and we should be concentrating on made in America, like it always have been. Automobiles have been okay, a traditional so. value in the United States from the early part. It was one of the reasons why come the interstate highway system was implemented back in the 50s from the advent of Arthur Sloan, who was the president of GM, and Firestone and Standard Oil, and President Eisenhower. And mm-hmm. electric cars are not more efficient than gasoline cars. The cost to produce the batteries and so forth and so forth outweigh that which is perfected that we have already. And oil is a natural product that's produced by the earth, not by fossils, and we have an abundance of it. We should use it. If you stop using it, it's going to come up and have problems anyway. So the government has no business encouraging or promoting one industry over another. That should be left up to consumers on what they want to consume. So 
what makes you say that China is an adversary? Are you at odds with any Chinese? Is this, are the Chinese adversaries, or are is this a squabble between uh, industry leaders and politicians? Are the people adverse to working together? If if Chinese if the Chinese have technology that would be helpful for the general public, wouldn't it make sense for everybody to share in that information and the opportunities that they supply? And shouldn't we be then, perhaps, like we're talking about doing, sending students over to China to learn some things so that we could bring that technology back to America? What are your thoughts on that? Well, they do have have student exchanges, and they also have spy networks where you have your technology is being stolen by those who work in universities and so forth and so on. In the state of Louisiana, they passed a law that uh, American adversaries cannot buy uh, state cannot buy land in the state. Well, they shouldn't buy land in the state. You can't buy land in their state. So are we supposed to do things that's promoting the United States? And we have been. And we'll get back to that. Do an inventory in your house and see how much of the products and things you have is made in Russia. 99% of them is made where? I'm asking. Well, I would say, you know, we have a lot of things made in China. 99% made in, Korea. Made in China. Made absolutely. in Japan. So whose fault is it if other people's technology has outstripped Americans? Well, what do you think, Zoe? Yeah. Those manufacturers to China. There's a much Walmart. Encourage Walmart to go to China, to outsource in China. When it first came to the United States, Walmart was not a big thing. But 10 years after, in the 2000s, Walmart is huge. You know you why? Because the manufacturers in America want to lower the cost. If they lower the manufacturer's labor cost, the way to do it, reduce, reduce the manufacturer cost and earn higher profit is try to find a place where they have a lower wages and the manufacturers are low. And the whole global situation is not to protect American citizens. It's to protect American almost 99% of items in your household that you bought from Walmart. So Walmart, that's, that's China pretty much, right? Because Walmart gets most of their things from China. Our politicians and our corporation that ask them why they allow globalization. What the benefit of well, globalization to America? Let me answer that question. Nothing. And her phone is really terrible. China because China artificially devalues its currency. And I think that the products that we use should be made in America. Now, I'm not against products made in China being imported into the United States, but they should be taxed. 
whereas they're of equal value. Flooding the United States with cheaply made products is just totally wrong, and it needs to stop. You suppose We're supposed to protect our own markets. How do we protect our own markets? Well, goods that's coming into the country from abroad will be taxed, a tariff that puts them at the equal value of goods that we're making in the United States. That way that the citizens of the United States will have a choice to make. Well, I, I'd like to throw. Okay, go ahead. Inflation, okay? Where are you? Who is paying? It's the consumer. The consumer is paying the price of high tariffs. Who is who? The government is benefiting slightly tariffs. The consumer. Why? And now it's also robbing the American consumers of their hard-earned dollars for the same kind of a product. They have to pay more for the. But well, now even her phone is in terrible. Her phone, is, her, her phone is in bad shape. You can you can hear only every one out of six words that she's saying. I don't. I don't see the uh, connection. Zoe, are you are you able to hear us clearly? Um, because we are having some sound problems. Yeah, you might need to make sure you turn the volume up on your phone. The volume no. is fine. It's just the connection is breaking up every other word. But no, the answer to a question he's talking about so I would rather pay more in order to hire Americans than pay less would you really? to hire foreign foreign uh, foreigners. Kids that go to school and they are expecting to be able to earn a living when they get out of school. But so, but if those opportunities have went abroad, I'm against. I'm against manufacturing going abroad myself, and I think that anything that they try to bring back into the country, it should be taxed at a higher rate, a tariff. You know what? You should just talk to Walmart. About this. You should tell them, just ask the politicians who banned Walmart to buy products from China. Okay. When I, Walmart, when I buy from Walmart, when I buy from Walmart, no, no, that's not true because I, I look for American-made products, and I order American-made products from Walmart. I took on a hobby called making pizza, and I made sure that all my cast iron was made from a company that's in Arkansas where it's made there. And other products, I make sure that they're made in the United States. My grandson just started working uh, in in an outdoor area. His work shoes are made in the United States. American-made one, you can 
Are you Amer- is she an American citizen? Uh, is she American citizen? Yes, I am. Naima? And you promote China? <laughs> yeah, she, she's from China, but she's an American citizen. She's been an American citizen for a long time. But she travels yeah, well, back and forth from China. China and other countries. Well, you, well, and that is, it, so why, she's in why the United States. She's in the United States from China. Has acquired a U.S. citizenship, and she's promoting China. Something wrong with that picture? Well, why did why did Nixon go to China to establish trade agreements to establish uh, diplomacy and Nixon uh, to went establish to China relations to so that there would not be hostility? I'll tell you why. He went to China to establish. Fair trade, not free trade. So if trade is not fair, whose fault is it that American schools took all the trades out of their public school education system? Whose fault is that if American schools do not provide the kind of student exchange programs where they could go abroad and learn what other countries have introduced in terms of new technology? Who's fault is it if American schools have devalued things like agricultural I can answer, development? I can answer and that. Fault I is can it? answer Who's that. Fault is it? I can answer that. that and, you can, and, and you can support it. The federal government has no say-so in your schools unless you let them. The direction that your schools take is based up on the local community, i.e. the parents and stakeholders. That's your child. You're supposed to put in place the thing. You're supposed to put in place as a parent, as a family, the things necessary for your child to be successful in this economy, in this country. That's not the federal government. You're right. I agree. You're right. I agree 100%. So why are we blaming China if we didn't do our job as parents to make sure our children were learning the things that would make them possible to be able to create things that they can put on the global market? information. Many times you have foreign governments that invest in misinformation in another country to persuade people to do things that's detrimental to their well-being. Well, you know, people have the responsibility to seek knowledge, and if they fail to do so, they cannot blame anyone but themselves. Information is now readily available. Use discernment. Those like those like myself who seek to buy and support America, that's what we're going to do. It doesn't well, make I sense to be supporting somebody on the other side of the world. What sense does that make? Okay, so if you so buy if a car start, and, 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 and the carburetor falls out while you're driving and you have an accident, does it really matter who made the car? You, you want the car to be of good quality, 
no matter who makes it, because your life is on the line. And if a person overseas makes a car that keeps you safe and the one domestically made doesn't because the workers were not trained properly or supervised properly, your life is on the line. So it doesn't matter. Anytime, you anytime a car safe. made from another country comes into the United States, they have safety standards that they have to meet, everything from the headlights to the height of the bumpers. <laughs> you, 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 like you talk about the incident, the Boeing, the airplane in the past few days, okay? Boeing is American brand, you know, mm-hmm. uh, airplane, right? Why the, yes, the Boeing is. for security yeah, reasons? Boeing, for reasons? Because Boeing, Boeing has quality products, it's more. Boeing, Boeing has. You don't have to blame Boeing. Okay? Boeing has its problems, but here's but the thing. Boeing hires. So the problem is in the United States because Boeing cannot produce quality product as they used to. What their why? Because it's all about the, the money on the Wall Street. They don't care the product is good quality or not. It's about bottom line. If they can bring the well, that's money not true. to their their shareholders, and you think because with Walmart. I, being a pilot, know that American skies are some of the safest in the world. Boeing, Boeing does, a, for instance, in the St. Louis area, Boeing does a lot of community service. Boeing hires a lot of black engineers. I'm for Boeing. I don't want my commercial planes to be made in China. Well, you know, I think that we've seen some crashes. And whether it's the pilot and their level of training or the plane and its level of safety, people want a product that is responsible for their life to be well-made and well-managed, and uh, they want – people who are reliable, because if I get on a plane, not only do I want it not to fall apart in the air, I want the pilot to be well-trained, and I want them to be well-rested, and I want to get where I'm going safely. And I don't really care where they come from or what gender they are or, or any other thing that's irrelevant. I want to know, can you keep me alive? Do you have the well, skills to let keep me, me alive? have the skills to make let, sure it's safe. That's all that matters. Let I'm me answer that about. question for you. If that's the case, you should be against diversity hiring and equity hiring. People should be hired I want based quality on merit. Hi- oh, 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 okay. Well, I mean, that's you keep talking you over now, me. Did you see that? Did you see the movie? What was that movie? Um, what was the movie? That's about a the, movie. The, the Black uh, it was about. I being, the, um, I being a pilot, Anaima. I being a pilot know that the America's system is the safest in the world. But when you start you bringing in these false, when you start bringing in these, they're very rare. When you start bringing in these false very pretenses, hiring should be based on merit not based on skin color and other falsities that That's we see true. going on today. That's true. And when you saw the movie, the Tuskegee Airmen, the reality of the Tuskegee Airmen is that when, when those, that when those pilots – That was back in World War II. Were, 
Man, yes, and I they, they finally decided it don't matter what the skin color is because you're, these products, these black products are keeping us safe, they're keeping us alive. I was not and living that, then. Because their lives on the line. The, so it, I it was not living then. And I, don't, I don't think you were living then either, would you? You should have lived in the today's world, not the past. Today's world, the Boeing quality, the it's not safe anymore because the world has changed. The American government has decided so they're going to focus their, uh, their policy is to re-enrich corporations and Wall Street in the United States, which endanger our safety, okay? And then, first of all, you are not entitled to think that all Americans are white, Europeans, okay? And Europeans are white settlers 400 years ago on Indian land. Please beware of that. You are not entitled Americans, to your white supremacy on this panel. When, see, you've caught on with the same old age-old excuse, blaming white supremacy. How can you say that all Americans are white? I'm sorry, all no, Americans are Europeans. Listen to, listen to what white. you said. Listen to what you said. All Americans are not white. All Americans are not Europeans. That's true. So knowing that then, when we talk about American-made products, we're talking about everybody have an opportunity to make those products. So if we've got a system here that still discriminates from people, discriminates uh, in, in hiring, training, preparing, then that is a system that doesn't ensure that we're getting the best quality because if the focus is not on making sure that every child is highly educated and skilled, then you're not going to have the best pool of workers because you're not allowing people to be their best. As long as there's a discriminatory well, system, you're never going to excel above another country. All right, let me, ask, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who's keeping your kids from not being the best trained and skilled? Who's stopping that? I don't see it. no stop you sign. Just said it. I don't see any. You, you just said it. Now, Amy, listen. Now, I can't, I can't, I can't engage in this conversation if you don't allow me to talk. When I come to your oh, show, you... it seems kind of hostile anyway. Can I please say what I want to say? And can we have a, a cordial conversation? There's nothing stopping you from implementing. There's nothing stopping you as a community from implementing what's needed for your children to learn. You got your Barbara Sizemore School there in Chicago. You got your Betty Shabazz School there in Chicago. You got Northeastern University. What's stopping you from putting the things that's needed for your children to learn? Nothing. So that being the case, I totally agree. So that being the case, if nothing is stopping us from making sure our children learn and nothing is stopping other people from making their children learn, and yet other people's children are excelling because other governments are providing more opportunities to the population and therefore other countries are producing better products and people here choose to patronize those products because they're better, it's nobody's fault. It's a decision. So if we want to create better products, then we have to treat our children better. 
We have to create better school systems. We have to make them equal so that all children's skills and talents can benefit the greater society. You're right. It's our choice. If we're not choosing to educate our children and provide the training and, and technological advancement that they have the intelligence to master, then we can't blame anybody but ourselves. We can't blame China. We can't blame Japan. We can't blame Korea. We can't blame anybody who is educating their children. I have family members who have been educators in China, and and they have observed that the school system there is very dedicated in ensuring that their children learn. We, on the other hand, well, are so steep in trying to keep our children just basically from killing each other, and it's our fault. We created this environment of hostility. So, therefore, we have children afraid to go to school, afraid of being shot, whereas in other countries, children can go and focus on learning and not trying to have shooter drills where they got to duck under desk. It's our fault. There's nobody creating that situation but us. So we can't blame China if they come up with a better and product. And let me respond to that. And let me respond to that. See, that ain't all Americans. That's certain Americans. I made it. Now, I can only speak more. I can speak more thoroughly on myself. I made it. I made sure that mine's got the education that they need. There's nothing that was stopping mm-hmm. me from making sure that they got the education that they need, so that they could command high wages, high salary jobs. There's nothing stopping people. It's nothing stopping you to make sure that Barbara Sizemore is the best school in, in Chicago. You choose not to do it or don't put the effort into it to make it happen. How is it that Nigerians have the highest educational attainment? How is it that Nigerian Americans, not only those that come to the country, but first, second, and third generation, they just as black as Wesley Snipes? So that being the case, then, uh, what is it that American schools are not doing so that they are not able to compete or at least produce to the level because I don't like the idea of competition. I think I think the the world of to, of tomorrow that we're evolving into is not about competition but cooperation. So if someone has a better product, then they have a chance to share the knowledge. So if people have the knowledge, we have the responsibility to go and seek it out. And if we're failing to do that, that's our responsibility. That's our lack. That's that's our fault. We can't blame other people for excelling when we had the same opportunity to excel and we didn't take that opportunity because we didn't want to educate all of the children who have talents and skills and creative abilities. Nobody's responsible because for that. But you us. have choice in the United States. Let me ask you a question. <clears throat> School choice with the vouchers, full vouchers, full vouchers where the money follows the child. Your major organization, whether it's the teachers' union or whether it's the NAACP, are totally against that. And you know they are. They are against that. Why? Well, apparently they are not concerned about the overall performance of the children, especially black kids that go to those schools. They are against full vouchers, school choice, where a parent can put their child no matter if it's a poor 
background where they think it's best for the overall long-term goals of the child. You know, I agree with the, the voucher system because who you give the voucher to? And children have the equal right to quality education. doesn't matter if they have a voucher or not. So the voucher system is actually is segregated some students from the children. We need a quality education across the broad. Elementary education in the urban areas in most cities are is free. It's free education. Now, you need a voucher system because some students come from marginal families, but those marginal families make sure that that child is prepared for the grade that they're entering. But if you got a, do- a half dozen children that's sitting in a classroom, where the parents from the other side don't give that much concern, well, why would you keep those children that are prepared in an environment that's not conducive for them learning? You have to take them out. You do it in basketball. You do it in football. she's saying that she's talking about she's talking about human rights well you know she's trying to tell us or tell me what's best where her communication is terrible with her phone system but let me say this I think I caught part of what you were saying it's probably Well, I, it's not my fault that she got yeah, a bad connection. Think, you know, she's probably talking on a phone that was made in America. So that, that's what the problem is. <laughs> we got to take she's, a break. It's not, my, it's not my fault that she. It's not my fault that she's got a bad connection system. But I'm saying this: it's not the right of no. the child. The child is under the responsibility of the parent. The parent is supposed to make sure that the innocence of the child. Is carried forth. That's where it starts at. Well, sure, we, we, we got a couple of comments. Well, uh, hold on one second, Pianki. We got a couple of comments I want to share uh, from our uh, viewers. And yeah, we got quite a few comments here. Uh, and thank you, Brian Vickers, for joining us as we discuss the <laughs> merits of. <laughs> the American school system in providing for our children. And let's see, let me uh, ooh, see better without the glasses. Okay. So we, of course, talked about the, the high-speed rail system. And good morning, Brian. Thank you for joining us. And he said road rage is something else. And we, we have that happening because we got too many cars on the road and people are afraid. And uh, 
And then uh, Brian said that, you know, it's a, a good idea for us to actually create a better public transportation system. And he says public transportation here in America is not always reliable. I mean, you have people who will see some struggling old lady coming down the street trying to catch a train or a bus and pull on off because they don't care about people. And uh, Brian says people don't want to carpool or double date anymore. You know, you, you, you can't trust people again. So now we got that problem. And he says uh, potholes are horrible in Chicago. Again, you know, reason why they tear up your cars. All of this is American, American situation. And Brian says how many cities in America have the problem of infrastructure and homelessness that Chicago has? And I'm sure they got those same problems in in, in uh St. Louis, Pianchi, because, you know, Americans don't put money into repairing things because they have to pay workers. So there you go. Uh, and Brian says Chicago seems to lose more residents every year. Yes, yes, it does because of all the, 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 the conditions that we talked about. And he says, what other cities have the open space? Well, you know, of course, Wisconsin's got some great spaces. And, it will, and, and we want to see what the possibilities are. Uh, Brian also says, <laughs> what do you think of Trump running for president again? I don't know, Pianchi. I don't know if you're a Trump supporter. You may be. Uh, uh, well, let, me, and let said, me say this. Let me, let me say this. And, and Brian says, I wish are, America had a strong economy like China. What do you think about that? America does have a strong economy. China built this economy off the back yes. of America. China millionaires became millionaires because they were producing products that was coming into the United States based on artificial evaluation of their currency and also because your politics don't protect American industries like any other country does. Try to ship a car into Ghana, West Africa, and see the terrorists and the VAT tax that is imposed upon it. They do things to to protect local markets. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to check your protect your local markets. Hmm. Well, I tell you, uh, one of the things that we have seen is that even though uh, Americans are claiming to have this, uh, or, or the American politicians are claiming to have this conflict with China. When it comes to business, those who are trying to improve their corporate interests, they are doing business in China. One of our very good friends who is a, a successful businessman who we supported politically, Dr. Willie Wilson, he has his products manufactured in China. So, He's also a great philanthropist. He gives away a lot of money. So if people are looking at opportunities to do business and even benefit their communities because they're able to do business in China, because China's manufacturing, well, let me uh, let me address that. Then are are, are let me saying that they're wrong because they're getting their products manufactured in China and benefiting America with their products? You made comments about Willie Wilson. Yeah. You make comments about Willis. Hold on a second. We've got to take a break. We've got to bring in uh, one of our other hosts and uh, and get get their comments. So we'll be right back. So just hold on. Dig and say, don't stray away. And we'll take some more comments also from our Facebook viewers and listeners. And we'll be right back. So just stay with us. Hi. 
990 McKee. And if you're watching this, that means you're one of the 4.6 billion people from around the world who are using an electronic device to talk to people. In these times, people are using the Internet to call family members, coworkers. People are on their cell phones and computers all day long. Now, if you're in business, that is great news. That means you can sell your products and services all day long and never have to leave your home. All you need is a media connection, somebody to connect you to an audience. And that's why I'm talking to you today. We produce programs, and our audience members are people who shop. They buy clothes, food, beauty supplies, cleaning supplies, home repair, transportation services, child care services, whatever you're selling, they need. Here's your lead and relax at home while your business is making you money. And we are back. Can you hear me okay? And he's pretty good Chinese. And he went to a South China city called Guangzhou. And this is a uh, place where he did not build um, the name of the Training. It was very 
and they were so excited. And I also taught them a few words in China, uh, in how to introduce them in Chinese. Their math teacher, uh, uh, Baba Jerry, taught in China for three years before he returned to teach in their school uh, as a math teacher. And he speaks with Chinese. And then there was one of the girls, I already know a few words in Chinese before I was there. So I was kind of uh, very excited to be uh, with them for the show. Uh, and we, we talk about, you know, uh, the summer camp bring about 20 kids to see uh, the part of Wisconsin you know, uh, that probably they have never experienced the rural part. Uh, so we will be able to visit uh, the park museum along the way. We'll visit uh, a music park, a Richmond park near Green Bay. Then we can go to uh, our land, uh, north of Green Bay. Uh, we can, uh, we want to do some gardening, learn to do gardening, to learn about how to uh, eat healthy. We will learn to uh, grow some vegetables there. Uh, we bring chickens and have our own eggs. Uh, so kids can learn some uh, farming uh, over there. And also, they can, we have a go-kart uh, go nearby. So kids can go for a go-kart ride. We also have river nearby, so kids can go fishing, uh, kayaking, or tubing. So in Florida, it's really fun. And then, um, it's a nice break for the kids to just uh, be safe and be free. Uh, you know, we can show up some fireworks, gaze at their stars that almost so close that it feels like the stars are about to drop your head. Take the kids to enjoy nature, and that's one of one of the proposal we are going to do. Uh, another one is uh, we're going to take the kids to uh, visit some uh, African entrepreneurs that doing business in China. How does Africa, Korea, doing trade between China and Africa? Uh, I think there's between 100 to 200,000 Africans living in China. About 100,000 of them are living in the city of Guangzhou. Uh, the results, Africans uh, actually probably were former uh, students from Africa study in China on the Chinese scholarship. I remember when I was in college in China in between 1987 to 91. My, the, the, the university next door to my university has such a program that is hosting African students to study in China on Chinese scholarship. Uh, some of those students actually decide to stay in China rather than returning to their home country and graduate. They uh, take advantage of their language uh, uh, advantage because they speak uh, very good Chinese. And they facilitate the trade between China and uh, Africa. Uh, I think the, the interview uh, this Ghana YouTuber done with one of the uh, ladies, also I think from Ghana, and she was just returning to China 
from Houston uh, during COVID, um, and then she get back to do trade with China. Uh, so I think she she's really basically importing. Maybe uh, I think that maybe a baby and the mother. Popular in uh, in Africa. So to visit the African entrepreneurs in China, that will open the eyes of many um, African American kids in the city of Chicago. With this trip, they will learn, and they will. Be, I'm sure they will be inspired because mm -hmm. uh, I heard a lot of village in China. I've been there. I've been to Guangzhou twice, uh, the first time in 1988. But um, I guess I'm about We're going to take a quick break and uh, come right back uh, and show you a little bit about Africa and China. We'll be right back, so stay with us. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve a peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. Well, <laughs> I apologize. My systems went down, so I had to <laughs> switch <laughs> to another device. But um, we, one of the things that we want to do is perhaps share with our viewers and listeners the uh, video, and I'm not sure if I'll be able to pull it up on screen, um, but there is a little Africa in China. I'm going to open the uh, microphone to some of our callers that, that want to speak. Uh, Pianchi, I know you had a response to uh, what was said regarding Africans in China and the fact that they do have a thriving community there, just like we've got a, a Chinatown here in Chicago and probably other cities. So nobody's really stopping the business community from interacting, and, and I don't think uh, there's a hostility with that uh, little Africa that's in China. So what are your thoughts on that? Were you aware that that existed? My wife is from Ghana, and I spent a lot of time in Ghana. Africa. African countries should develop their own economy. They should develop their own products that they use and services that they use and only turn to outside sources if they desire to. Same thing with the United States. You may mention about Willie Wilson doing business in China, and he come back and gives to the community. Well, the purpose is that the community should produce for itself. 
not expect someone else outside to give to you. You give to yourself. Isn't the old parable about Jesus making fishermen of men rather than begging or waiting for somebody else to give you fish? Yeah, but he also fed multitudes. He gave them food. <laughs> so you can, you can do both. You can empower people to do for themselves, and you can give them a hand up to give them a start. I mean, isn't that what investors do when they invest in a business? They provide the that, seed money that's so that you can get equipment, staff. So that's, that's what not, parents that's and community. That's yeah, that's what parents and community well, supposed to do. Yeah. Minister Robert Floyd Plump. We've got we've got a couple of callers on the line, and I'm gonna uh, uh, take you in this order. Uh, we have seven seven three four eight three, and we have three one two six three two, and we have three one two eight eight two. So we're gonna take a couple of callers. We'll we'll, we'll keep you uh, uh, keep your mic open, Pianca. I know you've got some uh, some responses. And also I want to share a few more remarks uh, on from our YouTube and Facebook listeners. And, you know, they, I mean, this, this is always an issue that creates a lot of emotion because people tend to blame other countries that are excelling as if they're taking something away from Americans, and that's not true. Nobody's stopping anybody from going abroad to – to invest, uh, to create, to develop business, and like Zoe just said, there's a there's a little Africa right there in China, and Africans are doing well in business. So if that's the case, then why are we angry and why are we upset? Well, that you that that your little Africa. Uh, Schools children aren't, aren't excelling as well. Your Why little Africa in China makes it possible for Africans to buy Chinese goods and bring them back into Africa and introduce them to their society, creating rich individuals, whereas Africa should be producing their own. They should be growing their own rice. And what's stopping them from doing that? The same thing that you have here. You have bad politics. Now, over there, they have a difficult time controlling. Here in the United States, you can get rid of, of Danny Davis anytime you get ready. You heard what he said when I asked him his concerns about the southern border. What was his reply on your show that day? There's room for everybody. Well, and, and there two is. Words. Well, there may be room for everybody, but you're supposed to take care of yourself first. Yeah, so, so and, and that's the question. What is keeping Ghana from developing? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing's keeping anybody except themselves. People have to take responsibility for their choices and not blame other people. Uh, let me take a few more calls. Uh, we've got area code 773-483. Thank you for joining us. Give us your name, where you're calling from, and your yeah. comment. 
Uh, real quickly, this is Kofi. Um, I gave a uh, <laughs> summer program. I gave a, can you hear me? Yes, we can. I gave a summer program for the kids, and all the parents asked me who who told me to do it, who gave me approval to do it. I said, I did it. My, this, is my, Sorry, I, uh, this is my idea. Did the white man tell you to do that? We are we are being mm-hmm. indoctrinated as we speak. I break up fights at schools every day. People get shot in these schools every other day. Guys just came and shot little teenagers fifteen times in school. These pen, these schools are penitentiaries, and they're indoctrinating our people. And I've been saying this for thirty yes. years, and people are finally people are finally getting it. You ain't no African. We didn't come from Africa, okay? Now, when you understand that you are the indigenous people of America, guess what you do? You start doing for yourself. You start doing for your people. You start growing your food like I'm doing, okay? I'm the example here. They lied to you. Okay. The the slave the slave ship is a cartoon picture, and if you are intelligent. You should understand that. You being dummy down by telling you they brought y'all from Africa and all y'all intelligent people with with degrees and all that, you all are, are stupid to even think about uh, uh, entertaining that lie. Okay, so, Koofy, before, before I take the next caller, a quick question. The people of Ghana, and, and, and uh, Pianchi brought out uh, that the Africans who are in China – who are exporting Chinese-made products are creating poverty for the people of Africa while they personally get wealthy because they're not encouraging the people of Africa to develop their own products. Now, these are not people who were enslaved. They're on their own ground, the Ghanaians, the Nigerians, all the people who are there who have the ability to create products and export. But Pianchi's making the point that the business people who have immigrated to China are selling I got Chinese it. I got products back to the I got it. I got the question. I got the question. It's creating it's creating consumerism and dependency. There's nothing wrong with some it's not, nothing wrong with some of that. You look at Russia, look at what Russia did. They gave grain to Bonafasa when Bonafasa can create their own grain. You understand? These countries want to want to take advantage of the wealth of Africa. I don't blame them. But if Africa accepts that, they're going to be spoon-fed and become consumers and depend on somebody else to feed them, house them, clothe them, and everything. So in the end result, it's going to make you a what? A slave. A, a slave to the to a system. If you why can't Africa? Why can't Africa take? Why can't Africa take take African products, take African products and sell them in China? Now, if you do that, it's even. It's, we we cool. Let's do it together. A, a dual ship program. You can bring your products here, and I and I can bring and I can bring my products there. See, that makes sense. That's why y'all. That's why y'all let me talk too long because I make a lot of sense. I understand that. I get it everywhere I go. I make a lot of sense. Free trade, uh, free, trade uh, free will. Nobody forces anybody to buy any, anything. So you can't really blame anybody if they come up with a product and other people buy it and they make it well, more affordable. If you ain't got no products in your market, if you're not developing your product and you wait for somebody else, you wait for somebody else to, to create a product, that's the problem. 
I'm, we, I'm, we, I'm creating my own. We, we create your own products. Don't let, don't well, let, right. uh, wait, thank you so much. Else, okay. okay. Don't, 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 don't well, lead our people down that, much. down that, don't lead, do not lead our people down that rabbit hole because you, it's on your hands, Naima. Don't do that. Give equal. I'm making people be responsible. We need to, we need to create, we need to create as well. Don't fall in, don't buy into this. Don't buy in, don't buy into it. I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it. Don't buy into it. Make sure that we are creating as well. That's all. Contribution to this conversation. Let me take one more 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 conversation. A litany of uh, schools here in Chicago. I didn't catch your first one. The second one was uh, Barbara Sizemore or Betty Shabazz, but the first one was at Moorish Science Temple of America School. Uh, I, don't, I wasn't aware of their having a school. Um, I know we've been, I've been to Barbara Sizemore, taught at both Barbara Pianchi, Sizemore. And I'm Betty talking Shabazz. to Pianchi. I want Pianchi to uh, respond. I, I think it's. Yeah, I think I think his call dropped. But those were the schools that he mentioned. Uh, yeah, he he his call dropped, or or he had one of the there two. There was Barbara Sizemore, and there was Betty Shabazz, and there was. What was the third one aside from Barbara Sizemore you mentioned? I, I don't remember the third one that he mentioned. I'd have to. Because the back first one that he mentioned, I didn't catch the name of it. But uh, um, it might have been. It was Barbara Sizemore. There's a, and a lot the third one. that we can talk about. Uh, my warm greetings to Sister uh, Yoe Ma, or Zoe Ma, yeah, right? His, yeah. uh, you know, uh, the, the tone that Pianchi had questioning her about her American citizenship, I didn't like Pianchi's tone when he presumed to put that question yeah. to her. <laughs> because um, I yeah, would challenge Pianchi to confront a military-aged man that just got here if he's an American citizen. Come to Chicago and confront a migrant who is a military-aged man. Are you an American citizen, mm-hmm. sir? And see what his response is. Well, now that's, because that's a good point. Because when I was to Malcolm X, the other day, there was this man who looked like a military-aged man that I thought was a newcomer uh, north of um, or south of uh, Rio Grande, and his tone was American, and uh, he was not someone that you're going to take his lunch money from, okay? He looked like yeah. he just got here. He looked like uh, – but you never really know who a person is until – he speaks back to you if you initiate conversation with them. I learned that lesson Absolutely. a couple of weeks ago. We agree. Yes. Well, you know, I, I think that a lot of times people will throw that idea of, of citizenship at somebody as if that doesn't validate what they're saying. We're going to see if we can squeeze in one more call. Thank you so much, Brother Nelson. We appreciate you. Admiral Andrew Nelson, Bay. we appreciate you so much. Uh, I believe we've got uh, Minister Plump on the line, got a minute uh, before we go. Go right ahead with your comment uh, regarding. We're going to be at the auto show today. People, uh, follow us on the on-air 
Radio TV Network. We're going to be at the auto show today, live, showing you some of the new cars, and we're going to continue to talk about uh, what needs to be done to develop the auto industry here in America. Do we need to bring back auto shop in the schools? Do we want to be able to prepare our children to compete on the global market or to cooperate on the global market and produce something for the global market? That's our responsibility. Nobody else's. We can't blame China if they're doing it and we're not. We just can't do that. Because if they're doing it, hey, they're going to make a benefit. In, in, in Kenya, yes, and then they have to make it only $5,000 for a, a, a car. I think it would be a great idea for us to bring cars here and we send them here. That, right that, that, that should work as well. So, uh, um, Minister Plum, you got a, you got a thought before we go? You got about 30 seconds uh, before we wrap. Go right ahead. Way on ya. Shalom. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, uh, we can. Uh, God bless the child got his own. We can import and export all over uh, the uh, world. Uh, it is our time now as a people. Uh, for updates, uh, everybody go to Robert Plump Facebook page. And, yes, we do need, uh, uh, you know, auto uh, shops in America, and especially because information is the key to success and to study and to be educated is the best of the best. Okay, all right, we win, God and the people, and it's our time now. And happy Savior's Day. Uh, I'm going to Detroit with the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, yes. I can get there this year. Thank you so much, Minister. And happy Black History Month. It is. And thank you so much for being with us. We appreciate you so very much. And we're going to be about to uh, depart for the auto show. Got a couple of comments here. Uh, Deanna says, Brian Vickers, truth is Trump is the wartime president today, per my military context. Have you noticed how much? Protection is around him. Biden is an actor filling in till time comes to transition back to republic. Oh, that's a thought. So that was that was uh, your 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 his uh, her response to your question. And Brian says a lot of children are warehoused in special education, which that is true. And Viata says why or how has China been able to develop speed trains and America has not? Great question. And God says Trump is malignant <laughs> narcissist. But you know, one thing I have to say: we can't blame Trump because if we if we elected somebody like that, that's a reflection of our values. And she says that he has no business governing. And uh, the and and also, the uh, says the the ideology of Israel Zionist evil psychopaths are greedy for land and control, and they have paid off government employees to work with their evil plan. Time for a revolution. Clean up Washington and start over. Well, you know, uh, she says Ghana has a lot of corruption in politics like America. And, you know, when it comes down to it, and thank you, Viata, for your contributions to this conversation, the reality is everybody is own creations, their own actions. We can't blame anybody. The formula for success is cooperation. What do we always say? Share. We can eliminate yeah. poverty, crime, and violence if we all choose to share. That means sharing technology, sharing knowledge, sharing resources. 
We don't have to compete. We don't have to be angry. We don't have to be jealous. We don't have to be resentful of another country that excels. All we have to do is share. And when we create that kind of world, everybody benefits. That's the lesson that we should learn from the mess we've made of the world as it is so that we can choose to create a better world in the future. So, Zoe, we're about to go. Last minutes before we go, last words of advice who are wondering how we can create a better American economy. I think we can, you know, rebuild some of our amendment reservations is bring the parts. Right now, many parts are shipping to uh, Mexico. We can bring the parts to the United States and we can assemble them. We use the, you know. Absolutely. Yes, we can. Well, all right, people. We will see you next time. Thank you so much, Zoe, for giving us some real insight. And we're looking forward to bringing a group of children to China and expanding their horizons. The world. The world. Not we, just China. Not just world. China. We want to take them to Asia, Africa, Europe, everywhere, because the world of the future is one world. We are not divided countries. Mother Earth does not see herself as divided countries. Mother Earth is one home for all of us. And when we understand that, then we'll create economies that support that thought. So that's what we're instilling in our children so they can create that world of the future where we're not fighting each other. We are sharing. We share. Yes, we share. Well, thank you all so much. And we will... We've come to the end of our show today, but you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kujun, France, Merci, Spain, Gracias, Italy, Grazie, Egypt, Shukran, Ghana, Medasi, Nigeria, Eshe, South Africa, Ngiabonga, Senegal, Jared, Kenya, Asante, Israel, Toda, Pakistan, Shukriya, Afghanistan, Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God 
and God's blessings. Goodbye.